You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You know that fresh produce is the best produce. That's why at Kroger, we invest in local farmers to bring you seasonal picks that taste fresh from the farm good, like sweet corn, refreshing watermelon, and juicy peaches. So whether you're a delivery lover, a picker-upper, or you shop in-store, your local produce always tastes 100% fresh, or you get a 100% refund guaranteed. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Welcome everyone to Take It Home Podcast. I'm your host, John LaRocca, and on today's episode, I'm going to be covering Southeast First Uncharted Territory, Season 4, Episode 7. This event took place on June 20th in Tennessee, and I'm going to be covering over all nine matches, give my thoughts, my opinions on what I liked, what I disliked. Uh, there's one really damn good match on this show, and there was one match that just left me embarrassed to even be watching wrestling. So, up and down, all around, I'll be covering it all, as I always do, every weekend on the Fight Game Media Network. And I actually wasn't really going to be covering this event originally scheduled. I was going to do something a little different. I was going to review some hidden gem matches that I really like that uh, that I thought like a lot of the fans would like to see and and I record that early I record actually Monday night after at, right after actually Gary Gonzalez and I record our raw 1998 raw review show which is on our fight game media plus patreon five dollars a month please subscribe you're gonna love it we have a lot of great content on there we have we have it all covered from boxing mma pro wrestling we have we cover impact we cover there's a dynamite a special dynamite show on there we have uh justin nipper and fumi saito covering japanese wrestling in the history of japanese wrestling and as i mentioned our raw 1998 review um We've been going week by week, every Monday, covering the craziest that was 1998 Attitude Area WWE, and we're leading right into 
this weekend, we're going to be reviewing, or actually on Monday, drops on Tuesday next week. We're going to be recovering King of the Ring 1998. Yes, the the Mankind versus Undertaker, um, Hell in a Cell plus Steve Austin versus Kane, Hell in a Cell. And we're also going to be covering the Raw that followed that. So it's a big mega show next Tuesday. So you want to subscribe, Garrett and guys, Gallus and I. We have a lot of fun covering those events, and also we, you know, we dive deep in what's been going on backstage. You know, we gotta, we got our connection, our good friend Dave Meltzer. He, you know, if we, there's something that we want to dive a little more deeper in, we'll ask him, and and we'll, we'll bring it to you. So um, I hope you guys check out. Viking Media Plus Patreon, $5 a month. Again, not a big investment. Give us a shot. Just you know, maybe one day, just set aside that Starbucks coffee and and give us a shot for a month. I think you're really going to enjoy the content that we bring. Now, again, I had this show, Hidden Gems show. It was going to cover two matches. I, get, I recorded it on Monday and... When it was done, when I was done, I just wasn't happy with it. I just, you know, uh, this past weekend, I just don't talk too much personal stuff. But this past weekend, you know, I aggravated, or probably that happened before that, my spinal stenosis, my cervical spinal stenosis in my neck. So I've been having issues, um, especially with my right side, getting numbness down my arm, and usually it's my my left arm, but now it's my right, and I have been just going back and forth about surgery my doctor actually my old doctor i changed the doctors unfortunately because my insurance changed at my company and uh, my old doctor though and a lot of other doctors have recommended like don't get the neck surgery unless you really really need it or it's unbearable to live with it but if you can function you know just best not to get the surgery so when you know um if it's tolerable pain you know it's not, it's it's there's no reason to get the surgery um, but I've been debating that for a very long time. Um, I've been working hard. I, I have traction, traction devices here and stretches that I do. So I've been hitting that hard and, um, that's been helping out a lot. Do I still, every certain movements I could get, uh, numbness in my right arm. It just, it's kind of just like pins and needles real quick and it goes away. It just, a real annoying feeling and a painful feeling. It's just, but just, it's, it's a reminder that it's there and I, I had this issue and, you know, I got three little ones. I think about the future all the time and I, I you know, I want to be able to be there for them. And, and, and sometimes, you know, I feel bad because my neck, my back hurts so much. I feel like I just can't, you know, I just can't spring up and do something. I don't know. It just, it just really bothers. So that was the height of it on that Monday when I recorded and I just felt like, you know what? This show is not that good. I don't want to put it out there. Maybe I will. It's recorded. It's in the can, but maybe I'll listen back. I usually don't listen back to my shows. Maybe I should, but I don't. And maybe I'll listen back and see if it's good or send it to someone who says it's good and maybe I'll put it out there. But so I decided to pivot and I was uh, scrolling on IWTV, seeing what events would be uh, good to cover for the Take It Home podcast. And I saw Southeast first, and I saw on the graphic, it was um, it was Jonathan Gresham, and he was facing a, a young man named Jaden Newman, who I saw once on the action uh, card, which I believe this is 
Southeast First Action or part of the same company or sister companies or something like that. Um, so I decided to cover that. Plus, I saw uh, 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 Zach Monday on Twitter. He, uh, you know, a big wrestling fan, watches a lot of indie wrestling, goes to West Coast Pro all the time, front row, has been to APW events. And, you know, he was watching it and sharing his thoughts on Twitter about it. So I thought, you know what? I'm going to give it a shot. Sounds like an interesting card. I see he, he, he posts the Alc prices on the show. And, of course, I've, you know, I've said many times on this Take It On podcast that I really like young Alec Price. I think he's a... a, a a top future talent and so i'm like okay i'm gonna check it out i'm gonna i'm gonna watch and i'm gonna review the show so let's get right into it let's it's let's there's nine matches this event was like two and a half hours they probably could have done with you know actually seven matches would have been good there's one match that should have been just if i can get that uh uh men in black uh what is that mind wipe thing i would use it because I just wasted so much time watching this match, and it was just an embarrassing, embarrassing performance by all, all six people involved. And uh, and uh, one person I really like that's in the match, and I'll talk about, I'll talk about that as when we get to that match. Uh, but match number one was Tank uh, with the Reverend. He pinned Rip Bison with a Saito suplex. Um, Tank was a replacement for uh, JB Black, who was, uh, who was. Uh, I believe he was injured, so Tank replaced him. And you know, this match was interesting. I, you know, Tank's an old veteran from Georgia, uh, big. Well, he's not 400 pounds anymore, but he looks. He still looks 300 plus, and now he has a gray beard, and you know, and and he's. I've seen him do the deathmatch stuff and everything. And Rip Bison, I've seen before. He does like a Bruiser Brody gimmick, but he's smaller, and but you know, has the boots, and then brings a chain and acts like a wild man. Um, you know, I thought this could have been interesting. You know, I, I, I like a good big man, uh, you know, little man match basically. And what we got was quickly just a joke right off the bat. You know, like I said, Rip Bison is one of many guys that, that try to do the bruiser Brody gimmick, but he's more, he's a parody of it. He's, he's, you know, he, he doesn't, he just comes and it's, you could see he, it's not him. It's just, he's just playing Bruiser Brody, and he's smaller, right? And he has chains, he has the boots, he has a beard, but he's just smaller. Um, and I don't mind if the, he has the boots and everything, and you just make it make it your own. And but it's just like a it's just making fun of the gimmick, you know, making fun of Bruiser Brody, basically. In my opinion, maybe to, to me, to him, he he probably thinks it's a tribute, but to me, it just it just comes off insulting if you're not going to do it right. And, you know, they start off, like, trading clotheslines in the middle. But not like one guy hits a rope, hits a clothesline, no one budges. And the other guy hits a rope, boom, Clyde in the, Clyde in the middle, and, and no one budges. No, they were, like, doing clotheslines like Ishii and Minoru Suzuki would trade those forms in the, in the middle of the, the ring. And it just looks so fake and so silly. Uh, then they went to the outside and did the same thing, and you know, Rick Rip took over by slamming Tank's head into the steel steel beam that's close to the ring there, and as soon as like just meant nothing, and Tank was like, back, he's fine, back on the offense, no big deal. He just got his head rammed to a pole, but no big deal. He's fine, and he just keeps 
keeps fighting through like he's, he's, he's normal like it didn't even register it and sell it it was just ridiculous um they fought on the floor well past the 10 count uh well past the 20 count well past the 100 count um uh, they they buried the poor referee in there and tank one and ugh, man right off the bat i'm just like ugh <sighs> not not uh not feeling this guard so far but you know i i still want to remain positive and i look for and there's a lot of good talent on this card and i and i'm just hoping that it just improves match number two was a modern age grappling rules match um i covered uh terminus modern age grappling event um of about what three three shows ago now maybe two shows ago now and the other advertising the next event being June 30th, I looked on Fight TV. I didn't see any card posted on there for June 30th. And then I noticed that, you know, they're promoting here on Southeast First. The main event is Jonathan Gresham versus Jared Newman in a modern age grappling. So I wonder, you know, because the last show they did uh, just didn't draw anyone. It was maybe about 20 people there. Um you know, these guys had a good. It was a good show, a good good performance by the by the workers on the card, but it just didn't draw anyone. So maybe this was just like a you know, obviously a um, agreement to kind of have some modern age grappling matches, and and I think it's a good. This is a good move, at least. And then till 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 Gresham can really figure out how he he wants to present Terminus and. You know, the first show did well. There was some interest. There was some buzz. Second show was, and I covered that one too. And there's some good stuff and, and, you know, a lot of wackiness. The referee messing the finish and Gresham. I didn't like how he handled that situation. And, uh, you know, ever since then, it's kind of, and the next show, the third show was, like I said, like maybe 20 people, maybe, maybe, okay, maybe 25. I don't know. It just, so they brought Martin grappling rules matches to this event so there's two of them then the match number two featured a modern age grappling rules match it was adam priest versus david stage adam priest i've uh seen a lot now and i really like his work um short fire hydrant guy built like the dynamite kid chris benoit that type of build um, his gimmick is any style. He can do any style. He can work any style. Compete with anyone, and, and I, that's a great gimmick. I like that. I like that. I like this guy a lot. This guy should be. I should see this guy. I see him on IWTV, like in the area that kind of like where he he lives. Like yeah, I think he's from Alabama, but in the southern southern Indies. But honestly, like he should be. You know, there's people flying out people over here on the West Coast, and they're not that good. And you got a guy like Adam Priest, who's really good defy should we bring this guy in and but in seattle let this guy come in and 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 show what he could do he should be he should be out there um more i think but he's getting he's getting a little buzz but the buzz i think i feel it should be bigger and it's unfortunate that a lot of these these promoters are just he's booking these lesser talents because there's a gift that looked cool they did some moonsault twisting thing and now they're getting booked but they can't lock up they can't throw an arm drag they can't do anything and and a guy like adam priest is you know not getting those opportunities he should he should and if a promoter books him i think they're really gonna i mean i never i never met him never worked with him but you know i see the effort he gives in that ring when i watch him and it's 
he 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 goes full on. And then this match here versus David Dave Stage. Dave Stage was a big jacked up guy. Um, they said on the on the uh, on the tail of tape that he debuted in twenty twenty one, and he definitely was very raw, very green. Uh, well built though, like had a great look. So he just needs some seasoning and work with some good talent like Adam Priest here. Um, the match was a little rough, you know, because you know you got the inexperience of Davis Stage, but but you know it was it was fine. It was it was fine for his experience level, and it was uh, a decisive win by Adam Priest. There's a point when they. Went to the floor and fought a little bit, which I didn't like. I mean, just as a modern age grappling, let's keep it in the ring. And maybe this is the first time this audience is seeing a modern age grappling match. Like it should be never, it should never leave the ring. It should be, it should be all inside the ring, and you know, because you're establishing the style to this audience, right? And and you know, Adam Priest is a heel here in South Southeast First, and there's a. A lady in the front row that just says, in her southern accent, I just loved it, Tennessee accent, she's like, well, you finally met your match, buddy. Like, I just, it was perfect. It was just perfect. I'm like, all right, that's good. You know, not some stupid-ass chant. Just like someone that she's into it. She's dialed in. I really like that. Um, um, yeah, so this was fine. I, uh, like I said, I wasn't expecting much from, you know, because of, of Dave Stage's experience, but they got through and it was a, it was a nice, decisive win for Adam Adam Priest. Dave Stage, um, I'd like to see him get a new stage name. <laughs> you know, like, I just, it's just Dave Stage, like, okay, you know, maybe that's his real name and he wants to go by that. I don't know, but uh, I would kind of change it up. But hopefully, with him, he's young. I hope he gets in there with uh, uh, experienced workers that can guide him and teach him. And I hope he doesn't pick up any any bad habits. So, match number three, the uh, SUP and Action Tag Team Championship match. Violence is forever. The champions, which is Dominic Garini and Kevin Koo versus Exotic Young, which is Bryce Cannon and Zach Mosley. Um, this match was like a typical indie tag team match. Uh, both teams just kept rushing through spots. Nothing was allowed to breathe. Dominic Garini was a nice prospect a few years ago with his grappling background, but now it's gotten a little, he- got, it's gotten heavy and, and he's working like just any other worker on the indies today. Like you had this grappling background, like I'd like to see him like focus on that and let, you know, Kevin, Ku- Kevin Koo can be the striker, uh, be different. It, like this, like I said, this match was just literally just, just like we see on indies like every show we watch. You know, uh, I mean, literally in the opening spot, Greeny's like he's getting whipped in the corner and and double teamed by the heels, and and he's just like just sleepwalking through it. Like, okay, I gotta go here. It's almost like they were. Like, this is what they were practicing before the show, and. I liked Zach Mosley on the exotic young tag team. Um, he took some good bumps. He has a he has a good look, you know, as a wild kind of 80s look. But he took some good bumps. Uh, kind of reminded me of like a Rip Rogers look, if you remember a Rip Rogers look in 19, you know, 80s and 91 WCW. Um, uh, you know, I I would book this guy as a as a nice mid-card job guy and i think he'd you know make people look 
good and, and i thought he did i thought he did fine um violence forever went they hit a spike pile driver which looked really good but that wasn't the finish and the finish was a uh a brain buster and then kevin Koo before garini dropped down for the brain buster kevin Koo would hit a a roundhouse kick to the guy's head who's going to take in the brain buster. And it's like that, uh, what is it, red dragon move. And it's like, you know what? The power, spike power driver looked better. You guys, I would stick with that. And I hate these stupid moves where like, like that. Like the brain buster and the guy kicks. It just doesn't look good. It never does. Um, or just... You have a guy in a backbreaker and a guy comes sliding with a drop kick. It just never looks good. I just it's like you want to do a backbreaker and just jump up for an elbow drop or or jump up for a knee drop or or a forearm across the the upper chest, possibly the throat if you're a heel team, you know. And the referee can admonish you for for uh trying to kick the guy's throat. It's just I don't know why people it's like very indie like and it just doesn't look as impressive. To me. NFL Sunday Ticket is now on YouTube and YouTube TV, which means that it just got easier to be an NFL fan, even if you live far away. Like, maybe you like the Bears, but you're hibernating in Panthers territory. But with NFL Sunday Ticket, your out-of-market team is never more than a short distance away, specifically the distance from you to your remote control. NFL Sunday Ticket, now on YouTube and YouTube TV. Go to youtube.com slash presale to get $50 off. Terms and embargoes apply. Offer ends 919. No refund. Subscription auto renews. What's up? It's Kaylee Cuoco. When it comes to travel, we all have a happy place. I just went to my happy place. I just went to Maui, and it was truly amazing. Priceline has always been about getting you to your happy place for a happy price with deals you really can't find anywhere else, like up to 60% off select hotels in Costa Rica or five-star hotels for two-star prices in Cabo. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Match number four was Rico Gonzalez defeating Mason Miles. Rico Gonzalez has a lot of charisma, good athlete, but very skinny, very skinny guy. Um, Mason Miles, look to me, looked like a mini Adam Thornstow from the Reno Scum Tag Team. Um, he, you know, both green, and this is a very indie riffy match. Uh, that was given way too much time, and both men kind of kick out a bunch of big moves. Um, Rico has really good potential. I just want to see he needs more experience and more size on him for sure. Now, match number five. This was the match that drove me insane. Six-person tag team match. The last lab, which is Nick Iggy. Hunter Drake and Kenzie Page defeated Team Grind, which is Perry Von Vinish, very Perry Von Vicious, Travis Huckabee, and Delmi Exo. Man, this hurt my heart. I'm a big Perry Von Vicious guy. Um, Perry Von Vicious was living out here in the Bay Area. He was working uh, for a. Uh, I was I want to call him a rival promotion, but there was a rival between APW and Big Time Wrestling, where Perry Vavish was at, and I was booking APW at the time, and just always always looking for new talent to freshen up the cards, and I see Perry Von Vicious, and 
he had like this aristocrat kind of gimmick, snob gimmick. Uh, back then he was skinny and and pale and didn't have much of a body, just a lanky guy with a you know long hair. But he had a YouTube page. I think he still has it. And you can go back and check out his these vignettes he would do. And he just, I just loved his dedication to the gimmick. Right, wrestling was was good. It was, but I I I'm you know I don't believe every wrestler needs to be like this top top level guy. Like there's there's certain you know wrestlers that fit certain needs you want on the card. And I thought, man, this guy he's all in on his gimmick. When he's out there, I believe in his, I believe that he believes that in his gimmick, right? And I thought this guy can get some really good heat. And I had a, I have a manager, uh, Matthew Thiel, in APW, great manager. Uh, was always got really good heat and didn't take away from the people he was managing. And I thought these guys would be perfect for each other. So I contacted Perry and, and Perry decided to come in and, you know, I did some, I had my, my, uh, my, uh, graphics guy create these, like a, these little vignettes, these little teaser videos that Perry Von Vicious come into APW and played those for about a few months. And then finally he debuts and he, wins our young lions cup tournament and i mean i that got so much heat from a lot of people like the fans for sure and also the boys because they're like how could you use young lions cup to to just do like a build a guy up i'm like well that's what it's for <laughs> you know like everyone that i i won the young lions cup i had ideas for plans for i wanted to use and i wanted to feature uh, some some didn't work out and some did and perry von vicious i really wanted to get him over quickly i wanted to get him uh i wanted him to win a big a big event and him and matthew theor were gold man and they ended up being a really great 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 twosome and a great friend i love that like i brought these two guys together and they were just doing they did a christmas freaking cd like that they gave us like and they're it's just freaking hilarious right um but in a like a good campy 80s wwf way where they never really made fun of the business it was just they were just these 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 crazy characters that the fans hate them they wanted to see the Bayface beat them and and I had big plans for Perry. See, one of my favorite gimmicks in wrestling, and I'd rather talk about Perry on this vicious than this damn match, right? Because this match was was embarrassing. And I had plans for Perry because, you know, one of my favorite gimmicks in wrestling is the Honky Tonk Man. I love the Honky Tonk Man. You know, the Elvis impersonator. He was a really good worker. A lot of people were like, oh, he was not that good. But no, he was. He was a great worker, a great draw as the Intercontinental title uh, champion uh you know he was headlining cards and selling out while hogan was on the other other side of the on the, on the a squad selling out and, and honky Tonk man was selling out because people wanted to see him get beat so we had of course a secondary championship you know it's called the apw internet championship and 
I just had that vision. Like, okay, you're going to be my honky tonk man. I'm going to give, you're going to get the internet title. And which was like funny because all the workers, that's the workers title. Right. But I'm like, no, I, I want it on that guy that, that who looks beatable, that fans want to see get him beat. And he's going to just lie and cheat and steal for a good while. Now, I don't know if I was going to go 18 months with him as champion, but I was going to go for a, a good amount of time and really just get as much heat as possible. I want to, I want the fans to say, God, we want this guy beat. You want to, you want to see him lose. And then whoever that baby face wife felt was the perfect guy for that, for the to beat him, you know, I was going to pull a trigger on. But unfortunately at that time, and that was 2012, I was just, you know, burnt out on booking at the time. Roland, the promoter of APW at the time, was going through financial uh, issues. Some goofball Mark came in, you know, sold Roland a, a bill of goods, and Roland was at a vulnerable state. I don't blame him for this, but he thought this guy was going to help the company. I knew this guy was a con artist, and Roland really wanted me to work with him and book with him. And I'm like, no, I'm not going to book with this guy, Roland. I'm sorry. You know, I'm not going to create a dish and have my recipe that I, and I know it tastes good, but this guy wants to jump in and add some seasoning. That's going to, that's going to make it taste bad. And all people are going to think is like my booking, not that this asshole ruined my dish. Right. So I was like, I'm going to bow out. I'm going to just take a break. I've been doing this, you know, since 2008 and you know, it's all step away. I'll let this guy just crash and burn. And if you want me back, have me back. If not, I'm okay with it. You know, and I end up going a different direction and starting premier wrestling, my friend, Matt Del Rosa and also Daniel Martinez. And we did uh, a very sports based promotion, wins and losses, um, similar to modern, uh, age grappling though. We didn't have rounds the way I did do a, an event with rounds called the, uh, sur- uh, 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 go- <laughs> I'm, sorry, I'm tired right now. Excuse me. Uh, brace the grind, the brace for, gr- uh, the brace for grind, uh, dirt of it. Um, and yeah, that was a, that was a fun show. And, um, and so, you know, I ended up doing that. I ended up going back to ABW after Premier closed down and all that stuff. But but Perry Von Vicious, I just love this guy. Always a great guy. I loved working with him too. Easy guy to work with. No attitude. Uh, and, you know, just I enjoy the guys. I enjoy, I enjoy his work. And now I know he's, he's, he's bulked up. And now he does like a powerhouse guy gimmick or something like that and i was excited when i saw his name on this card i'm like all right i can see perry you know but this match just was was just it just made fun of wrestling it was a big joke from the beginning to the end um the last last team of nick iggy and hunter drake hunter drake weighs about as much as uh i don't know a spaghetti noodle in my pantry like he's so tiny and it's just, he's just, he's just playing. This is like, they're just playing wrestler in, the, in their, in their family room. Right? Like that's what it was. And I like, like I said, I like Perry Von Vicious. I like Travis Huckabee as well. Um, and I just wish they would, I honestly, I wish 
team grind was just Perry Von Vinich and Travis Huckabee. I wish instead of exotic youth going to attack for the tag team titles, I wish those two would have faced uh, violence is forever for the tag team titles and got rid of this match and it would have definitely helped the card out. So yeah, not happy camper. And I was like, I almost like, do I really want to continue even review? Cause look at this. Okay. In the main event is a modern age grappling match. Jonathan Gresham, who is the ring of honor world champion, um, who is featured, was featured on, you know, TNT television defending the title against Dalton Castle in an AEW event. And he's trying to sell grappling, sports, competition. This is legit, right? And to me, it's just like you it's hard to take that serious when I see this. Like this just insults what they're doing. And I know there's different flavors for everyone, but this flavor just tastes bad. And was not into it at all. Now, I saw coming up next was Alec Price. Match number six. I'm okay. I'm going to continue on because I just want to see. I want to. I want. If anyone can save the day, it's Alec Price for me at this point. Um, this is for the SUP Bone Storm Championship. I don't know what a Bone Storm is. I don't know if it's a cruiserweight. I don't understand what I mean. I don't know if it's a former wrestler. I have no idea what what that meant maybe it's a tribute to someone i don't know um it was alec price versus billy tipton and i just keep thinking of our friends uh the tiptons who <laughs> live in georgia and i wonder if they're related to uh uh, uh <laughs> our friends but i don't think so i would like i I'm definitely would have heard about uh someone's a wrestler a worker in that family but i did not so um this was a good match and after watching the previous match this was freaking randy savage rick steamboat from wrestlemania 3 as far as i'm concerned um alec price came out and the fans threw toilet paper at him which was a fun visual uh price goes all out bell to bell that's you know but i really wish like he could have slowed down a little bit grabbed the hold, let the bay face fight from underneath you know within a hold just and get people like more invested and let them kind of start rumbling. Come on, come on, Billy Tipton. There, you know, he's very this guy was a popular local Bayface, and Alec Price is the the northerner uh invader, right? This, 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 this Massachusetts punk. Uh, and he's so great at that. I love it. Um, I'm not a big fan of when he's the Bayface, I just like it when he's a heel because he just like has a slappable face. And he's good, and he's a great athlete, and like you're like, damn, I hate that guy. He's such a such an ass, but damn, he's also good too as well. Uh, Alec Price hit a fan at ringside, an old man. I think that's Papa Hales. I think I've seen him before, and this was just really stupid. And I got pissed at this because he forearms this old man, and it's just unnecessary and BS. And and it was. You know, obviously, they're working together. The fans in on it. I think I've seen Papa Hills get hit before. I think it was MJF that did it or something. Or or, or he hit MJF or something. I don't know. It was fucking stupid as well. Um, and, you know, so Alec Price hits this guy, this old man, and barely, barely sells it. They're acting like, oh, my God, this is horrible. But if it's so horrible, he would have been – the match would have been stopped and – the promoter would have just 
you know, stopped the match and told him to get out, you know, told Alec Price to get out right. He would have checked on, checked on the, uh, the fan that got hit. And maybe the fucking fan would have been knocked out or at least really hurt, but not sitting down for the rest of his card after this match is over. So it just made Alec Price look like a goof. And that's not what, what we need here, right? Um, but, you know, this match was, like I said, it was good. Um, not the best I've seen them from Alec Price, but I thought it could have been a better, like I said, a better story, a better pace. Um, and Alec Price won and retained the championship that was just a plate that's on a necklace. I don't know. Don't, don't, I, I didn't really understand the significance of it, but, um, it didn't see, I guess it was, he was being disrespectful to the title. I don't know. Maybe broke it like Mr. Perfect did to Hulk Hogan on Saturday's main event. We smacked the title with a hammer. And that, that was, I couldn't believe that. I was so enraged as a kid. Like, I can't you do that to the championship, right? So maybe he's trying to do something here. Match number seven was a discovery gauntlet match. And, um, I reached out to my good friend, Thomas Santel, Promise Thomas. Because uh, the, the, the play-by-play guys, either I didn't hear him well, or they just assume that whoever's watching already knows what the Discovery Gauntlet is. And apparently, Discovery Gauntlet is uh, it's, it features young, new wrestlers, and they got to keep winning. As they keep winning, they remain in the Discovery Gauntlet. And, and I found out that... Uh, uh, that Thomas Intel was the longest, had the longest run in the Discovery Gauntlet with seven wins. So, pretty cool. Um, this match was Noah Hosman. He has been on this gauntlet, and I think he's had two wins already. He defeated Chance Riser. Noah Hosman came out with amateur wrestling headgear like Rex Steiner. Um, he had wild curly hair and a, and a beard. And he, he looked to be good size. Um, I really like this guy. Um, he was green, but you could see a ton of potential there. Um, Riser didn't look like much coming through the curtain. He was, he, but he's a good bumping heel, and I enjoyed his work overall. Adding some size and a tan would help this guy. Um, I loved his checkered singlet. I just thought it was purple check, checkered. It just looked obnoxious, and I loved it. Um... There's a moment where they're outside, you know, a lot of matches were on the outside in this show. And Hosman, you know, skits goes back in chasing after uh Chance Riser. Chance Riser goes and as Ho- and as Hosman's putting his head through the middle and bottom rope to get back in the ring, Chance Riser just jumps to the second rope, comes down with a stomp. Eh, it's flashy, but it made Hosman look like a goof because he has to stop and wait while while Riser just pops to the second rope to come down with the with the boot. Just go in there and kick the guy as he's coming through the ropes. That's more vicious look. That's more vicious. And if you and if you you do it right, man, it, that could get some good heat. Good heat right there. But doing a little spring to the second and coming down, you're going for flash, but it just you're just making Hoffman look like a goof because, like I said, he has to wait there for you to do it. Um, Hoffman, like I said, I really, I really like this guy. A lot of potential. I like to see him work with some veterans and get better, add some size. Like he is, he's like a good frame, but like still kind of, he got some just muscle, more muscle, and um, you know, shoot, if you're going to go to the Rick Steiner look, like I'm not saying 
do what Rick Steiner did to get that size, but you know, you could just uh, tighten up and and uh, you know, I I think it's gonna be he'll he'll benefit. And he cut a promo after the after the match, a little you know, yelling and screaming promo, but I liked it. You know, I like I like what he was uh, he was doing. So I really want to see more of him and and uh, let's see him versus Adam Priest. That'd be a fun match for him. Yeah, I think for him. Uh, match number eight was Shug D battled Damian Tangra to a no contest. Um, this actually was a pretty good brawl for both men. I thought both men did a great job. Looked like they hate each other and wanted to get each other at each other's throat. And like, there's a real rivalry here. Um, this match was a no rules. They brawled. I think that brawl, it, like the match, the opening match brawled way too long on the floor and a Bury the referee. Uh, my style, like I said, I enjoy, I enjoy this brawl a lot. Uh, Suge D had Tangra in the corner and was just, you know, kicking and stomping and punching. And the tiny female referee was trying to pull Suge D off. Now, now, listen, guys. When a person is doing, I'll talk about this too as well on the, in the main event too as well. When the referee is doing a count, Giving you a five count, like break at four as a heel. Like actually early on, break at two, then break at three, break at four as the match starts heat, you know, getting heat more and more into the heat there. Like continue to just stretch that count and take advantage of that count. But when the referee has to stop and pull you off, it just looks like bullshit because the referee should be disqualifying you, right? And so so Shug D just gets upset and tosses this referee. She goes flying. You know, big reaction because it's just a little teeny thing. She's 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 actually but bigger than uh fucking Hunter Drake, though. She looked like she could take him, no problem. Um she had him about she had him about about, you know. <laughs> she had him on about 50 pounds on him, or maybe less, I don't know. But Hunter Drake, man, that guy, if he turned around, you wouldn't see him. You know, like you know, he's so skinny. Um Anyway, she goes down, and all of a sudden, here comes the officials. Here comes referees. Here comes the boys in the back. They all start separating them. It's supposed to be like this, but the way so when Shug D throws the referee down, he looks like he looks at her all shocked. But then also Tangra's looking at her all shocked, like that wasn't supposed to happen. Almost like what we were doing now before was all BS, but that was real, and that we just you did that was over the line, and I can't believe like, this, I don't know, it just wasn't. Kind of ruined it for me what they were trying to sell with the, the aggression that they had in this match. And I think, you know what? Instead of having this whole match and like going crazy, like just have them brawl in the beginning, referee falls them out, tries to get them off, go back in the ring for a little bit, more brawling, goes back out of the ring for more brawling, goes back in the ring for more brawling, referee tries to pull off the heel. Instead of like, you know, when he shoves her down, don't be shocked. But what you did, just you're, bl- you're in blind rage. You pushed her off. And and then you have everyone come in and just try to break it up. Like make it like make it like just a, a no contest match quick, quickly. Like get to it. Like instead of like going all over here and there and doing all this stuff, just get to it and then build to uh, – Whatever you're gonna do next, which I thought they previewed and said a last man, or I think I saw on Twitter, a last man standing match, which I felt like, I felt like 
this is not a good match to really build to a last man. Like, like why would you, you wouldn't do this finish for last man standing? Like, you do like a double knockout for last man standing or something like that. That could have been led, led to a last man standing or. You know, this match probably needed a no, a definitely a no rules match. Um, but yeah, they could have just a, a basic no rules match. Didn't have to be, um, didn't have to be weapons or all that BS. Like just no rules. Uh, the referee's just there to count the pinfall or or call for the submission, and then it could be a double knockout in that match. And then you come back with the last man standing rule, which is. You know, there's, there's pinfalls, but you have to get up at the 10 count. If you don't and your opponent does before you, then the opponent wins. Um, you know, the old Texas death match deal. They could do that. But just going from this to a last man standing match, is just that's just that's just someone that doesn't understand booking these game matches, in my opinion. Uh, so, but that was that. Uh, yeah, that's just, like I said, this match overall, though, did exceed my expectations because I've seen Shook do before. Eh. I don't know. I just I've never seen anything from him yet that really impressed me, but this did. So, and I like that. I like when people just surprise me. And uh, you know, and Tangra is a big guy. Um, does a lot of grappling. I seen him in Wrestle Open. Um, good look. Not much charisma there, but there's just something there that could be continue to work on it and key figure out who he is and how he wants to present himself. Um, now we're into the main event. And my the the best match on the show by far, uh, match number nine, modern age grappling rules match. This match was six five minute rounds, um, and I, I really enjoyed this match. Gresham, um, is really good as we all know. Technically, he he does some really cool stuff. Though in the opening round, Gresham was doing some. Holds and counter holds and some slick, you know, counters and stuff like that. But it's like so, it just looks too, uh, it just looks too, well, fake. I want to say like they're both guys are working together to obviously. It just looks like because Newman's just standing there watching him kind of circle him and stuff. Like he wouldn't do anything to block it. There's no, there was no struggle with it, with the the opening round of the grappling, but. You know, no Ring of Honor titles online. This is just just a, a young guy and Jaden Newman. You know, getting the in the biggest match of his career versus an established veteran who was a, a a champion of a of the Ring of Honor company. So he has a lot to prove. And Gresham comes in and he just starts slowly, you know, healing and. He's the first round. He's overconfident. He's just he. This is going to be. This is a warm up for him. He's in this, 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 this promotion with the local Bayface, and you know it's a treat for them to see him. These fans, right? And he, that's that's how he's coming off. He just he just he's just, he's showing off. He's showing off here. But then Jared Newman starts showing what he could do, and he's he's a good talent. I'm happy to hear that he's going to WXW, doing a little tour there, do some training out there with uh, Robert Schreiska, hell of a trainer out there. This that's going to do him wonders as a worker, and I, and I and this kid's good. I like his I like his stuff a lot. Um, and then the second round, that's when Jared Newman starts starts picking up, and and uh, 
and Gresham's getting frustrated and frustrated and frustrated. And, and the part I just did not like in this match is that Gresham got so frustrated, he just beat up a second. Like, beat him up to where he sl- slammed into a wall and all that. A little over the top. A little over the top. Like, he could be, like, take your frustrations out on your second, maybe. Like, play that up a little bit. But not to where you're, like, taking a guy and throwing him into a wall. Like, that's just, that's just stupid. That's just way, way over the top. And it wasn't necessary. And this match as well, when uh, Gresham was in a corner giving boots to a guy uh, or in forearms, can't do punches because if you do one punch, it's a warning. You do a second punch, it's a disqualification. Um, when he was doing that, the boots and the, the strikes, the, the forearms in the corner, the referee's putting the count, you know, getting their, put on a five count. He wouldn't, he wouldn't stop at four, and the referee had to pull him back again. It just you bury the referee because, you know, it, this was any other promotion, or at least, you know, my thing with the referees is like if they mess up, you know, you 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 disqualify them, right? Because without rules, there's no credibility to the match, right? Like you know, and then and this is the modern grappling is about about competition it's about the rules and following those rules and and um you know so you got to respect the referee because it doesn't work if you don't but but other than those two things attack of the second and you know gresham not breaking at a four count and letting having them make it making the referee break the count other than that this was really good um, really good of the uh, established veteran, quote unquote star, versus the local Bayface, and the crowd was into it, eating everything up, cheering. It was, it was, it was really good wrestling storytelling here. Um, by each round, fans were just feeling it. They wanted Jared Newman to get the win, and he would get close and some really good false finishes, and and they were feeling. This kid is going to get this big win of his career. And this is well done. Uh, Gresham did a great job in WXW when he did on tour there. They did a couple tours so far just recently in in 2022. This was during the the 16-karat gold tournament. He wrestled a young Hungarian wrestler, Peter Peter Tehani. And he did the same thing with that match, right? He, He... he got those fans believing that Peter Tahani was going to get the biggest win of his career by eliminating Jonathan Gresham from this tournament. It was well done by him. Same thing here with uh, J- Jaden Newman. And and the fans are just on their feet for some near falls. I was loving this. It made me feel good. It made me feel so good after watching that six-person tag that just insulted me as a wrestling fan uh, and just, just really put a dark... <laughs> a dark mark on pro wrestling where this this match reminded me the beauty of pro wrestling the storytelling the roller coaster ride getting people to suspend their disbelief you know and just be totally dialed in and hanging on every hold and counter hold and wanting their their local hero to win and so i thought that was great and it went all six grounds i thought they were going broadway at first, I thought, wow, that'd be a great thing to go Broadway. But I liked it that, you know, Gresham was able to lock him up and get the pin. And and as after the match is over, you know, Gresham won. But in those fans' eyes, Newman 
was still a winner to them and for the heart and get so close. And they, and I bet you that match will draw better the second time around. That's how good that match was. And again, that made me so happy to see. And I want to thank those guys for putting on that performance. Cause that just made me, made me just feel good about wrestling again. And, and yeah, so I loved it. I loved it. I highly, highly recommend this match for, uh, for you wrestling fans out there. This is definitely one to seek out and watch. And I would love to hear your opinion on it. Love to hear your thoughts. Give me a, give me a, uh, hit me up on Twitter at LaRocca JL and let me know your thoughts. Um, was I too hard on that match? That six person match? Was I just being just that bitter old wrestling guy? I don't think so. Um, but well, let me know your thoughts. Convince me why it was a good match. Let me know what you think. Why it was a good match. Uh, I get, but let me know what this made about this main event. I really want to hear your thoughts on it. Um, like I said, I loved it, and I hope I hope you do too when you watch it. Thanks again for joining me here on the Take It On Podcast on the Fight Media Fight Game Media Network. Again, subscribe to our Patreon, Fight Game Media Plus, five dollars. We really greatly appreciate your support. Thank you, everyone. Have a good time. Have a good weekend, and be safe. Take care. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. You just take your shot. It doesn't feel like you're on a diet. What I wasn't expecting it to do was to shut off the food noise. This was life-altering, and if I can do it, I feel like anybody can do it. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com.